Hey, it's Lula Mendelssohn once again, and welcome to the Sneeman Podcast. Yeah, and happy Halloween to everyone in the US. Uh, I don't know if anyone in the world actually celebrates that, and but I think it's really like a fun holiday. Like, <laughs> I wish you could dress up in like scary outfits here in Africa. I mean, we believe in witchcraft, so <laughs> it would quite be like it would be a very scary time. If you were to dress like a witch doctor, like <laughs> a sangoma, it would be really nice. And yeah, man, uh, happy Halloween. If you're out there having fun, trick or treat, yeah, do all of that. I bet you're having a lot of fun. So I just wanted to bring this podcast episode for you. I know it's the weekend. Uh, I bet a lot of people won't listen to this, but I just wanted to put it out and, you know, give you something for the weekend. So basically, today I'm going to talk about um, a very simple topic, something that I've been thinking about for a very, very long time, like uh, things that I've learned from racists. <laughs> uh, I think one of my podcasts I spoke about, like, uh, I listen to everyone, dog. Like, I listen to, like, the left, the right, uh, you know, people who are in the center, the amazing Lucas Hunter Avalon. I don't. I know you probably hate those people, but I do listen to them. I listen to uh, the Ruben Report, even though I kind of think he's stupid. I listen to uh, Stephen Crowder. Yeah, the Fred Boy with the hoster. <laughs> but I. I don't think it's funny. Like as I said on my last podcast, like I don't think Stephen Crowder is um, uh, very funny. And, you know, he is also a coward and he he puts up this facade that he can debate anyone, but yet he cannot debate uh, Sam Cedar. Like, he escaped from the from the debate. You remember the H3, H3 podcast, they wanted to debate each other. But uh, when uh, H3, H3 what up Sam Cedar, Stephen Crowder, like literally like ran away. He couldn't debate him. And I, I totally understand because Sam Cedar totally destroyed Tim Pool. <laughs> like he, he annihilated him. So I completely understand why he's so scared of him. And funny enough, uh, most people on the right, they would tell you like, oh, the left doesn't want to debate us. But uh, no, <laughs> no, the contrary. They actually do want to debate them. Uh, the people on the left do want to debate people on the right. But people on the right, uh, they lie a lot. But I'm going to touch on that. So just hold on. So yeah, I listen to everyone. Uh, Tim Pool himself, I do listen to him. I do listen to the Humanist Report. That's uh, a left-leaning uh, YouTube channel. I also listen to the Daily Show, which is Trevor Noah. But I, okay, I have to admit, I also can't stand Trevor Noah. Like, okay, Trevor Noah is South African, and he, like I, I did like him at some point. He was really funny, but oh my god, this guy is not funny anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people don't find him funny, but. He used to be funny. Like at the time he was doing stand-up comedy here in South Africa, he was really, really funny. But for some reason at the moment, he's not that funny. So yeah, I do listen to everyone. And the reason for that is because you have to have opinions 
uh, from both sides. You can't really listen to people on the right only. Otherwise, you it will lead you into a rabbit hole and you'll have, like, I would say, a messed up mentality. You'll have this mentality that people are this way. Because uh, at the end of the day, you have to realize that people on the left and people on the right, they're all pushing a narrative. Like, So you have to be really careful. You have to listen to both of them. But unfortunately, from my experience, from listening to you know people on the right and on the left, both of them are pushing a narrative, which means both sides will be lying uh, if a situation happens. If there's a gun shooting, a police maybe kids uh, kills like a black person or uh, a minority and all of that. Both of them will have a narrative, so you can't really uh, rely on what they are saying. So you can't really get the truth. Like you have to, I don't know what you need to do to actually get the truth because both of them are pushing a narrative. So at the end of the day, it depends on which side or what you actually believe in because what you actually believe in will actually determine what you will really listen to. Because it's really hard. People don't really listen to things that will actually contradict what they actually believe in. I don't have any... Uh, I would say very strong beliefs. I have an open mind. I, I listen to everyone. So uh, that leads me to the topic of today. Uh, the things that I've learned from racists. Uh, I would say like from both sides, the left and the right. Because Tariq Nasheed, um, he's on the left. I would say he's on the left because he, he really opposes white supremacy and all of that. <laughs> So he's on the left, but at the same time, he's kind of prejudiced and racist because he doesn't like um, immigrants. He doesn't like anyone that's, uh, I would say, he, it's not like he doesn't really like the uh, foreigners and all of that and immigrants. It's just that he doesn't like the coons, the people who actually, um, you know, they talk badly about FBA, Foundational Black Americans. And I know a lot of people don't really know about that. But a brief explanation is Tariq Nasheed, he produced the Hidden Colors. So he's basically an activist, a black activist, who's actually, he says he's a race beta. So we'll actually take his word for it. So basically he talks about how white supremacy has affected black people and all of that. So basically, he believes that uh, Americans, like Black Americans, they are FBA, they are foundational Black Americans, and they built America, And but they were there from the start. And a lot of them, they, were, they didn't come through slavery. They were already there in the Americas. So that's what he actually believes. I think there's some credence to what he's saying, but it depends on how you look at it and your research and, you know, it's kind of, you know, a, a gray area between uh, ADOS and FBA. So, but anyways, that's what he believes. So these people push a narrative, both of them, both from the left and the right. So I would say he's also sort of like racist, tribalist uh, in a way. So naturally, obviously, there's your Ben Shapiro that also... I would say he's racist, like it's his plain racist. I mean, the other time he actually said that hip hop is not music. And 
black people they are the way they are because it's their culture i mean like, <laughs> okay it's their culture it's it's our culture to be poor like so like he's pretty racist and it's pretty obvious and uh the thing that i love about uh, racist people and uh actually what i have learned is that they say you must keep to your own if you are white you must stay with your people you must keep it pure because i think there's some credence to that because if you keep to your own your own culture it means your culture will never dilute it and your morals and values will actually continue and pass down to your children because what happens in most instances if you allow everyone to come into your culture your culture gets diluted i think that's what actually happened in europe yeah, I would say Europeans, uh, not Europeans as such, but white people. By white people, I mean English-speaking people. They don't really have uh, a culture like that. Because think about it, in Canada, what's their culture? In the U.S., what's their actual culture? In Australia, uh, England still is uh, sort of uh, cultural. They still have their culture. They still drink tea. You know, the British are so-and-so. This is how they behave, they have manners and all of that, they're never rude and all those things. So, but because uh, the English have spread so much into the world, you know, the Western world, they actually do not have like a strong concrete culture in saying that white people are like this. The only thing they can actually say uh, for certain is that they do not mix with other people. They keep to themselves. They are white people. You get what I mean? So if you keep to yourself, at the end of the day, you know, your culture will still the same. It won't be diluted. It won't be co-opted. It will remain the same. And I think that's very crucial. That's why I'm saying never dismiss a person when they're actually racist. They're actually things that you can learn. And that's one of the things that I've actually learned. Uh, one of the other things that I've learned from racists is you must make sure you win no matter what. <laughs> I mean, white people, for them to be as wealthy and way ahead of other cultures at the moment, they were willing to do whatever they needed to do to get ahead. Yeah, we can say they are racist. We can say all sorts of words about them. But at the end of the day, they won. <laughs> they did what they needed to do. You know, sometimes a race, especially in um, when it comes to life, you can never really have an excuse why you failed at a certain thing. For example, if, for example, you go to school and you're in a very bad situation, maybe your parents passed away, uh, you were poor and all of that. 50 years from now, if someone asked you, why are you poor? No matter what kind of explanation you give to that person, they won't care. Your situation is bad. You're poor. Like, literally, you can come up with any excuse, but it don't really excuse why you, you are in that situation. So, white people actually, let me say uh, racists, because as I said on my other podcast, uh, the most racist people are people who are actually the leaders of white people. Most white people are actually not racist. They are actually uh, put in this... Um, category of being racist because they are pro the propaganda that's being fed to them leads them to be actually being racist. So I would say they did what they had to do to get ahead. 
So uh, another thing is that uh, when a, a racist person or like a person like Ben Shapiro or Tim Pool, when they do a, a podcast, they actually target people's emotions. You need to make people emotional. For, for, for example, when they talk about transgender people, I know it has nothing to do with race, but bear with me. When they talk about transgender people and saying like, oh, transgenders are targeted, they actually say they're targeting, targeting the kids. So obviously everyone, when they hear that the kids, <laughs> the kids, we need to take care of the kids. Why are they pushing this agenda? Obviously the rainbow flag, they'll say, oh, it's rainbow colors. So the kids will probably, uh, you know, get more used to being transgender or being gay because they see the rainbow colors so they'll actually target a person's emotions so if they target your emotions the logic goes out the window so you won't really think logical because they actually target the, your emotions i did the example of you know they they actually target the kids the transgender they target their kids your kids and obviously you'll get emotional and you won't really have a rational thinking that transgender people are just people you you actually don't even have to care what they do unless they actually impact you directly you know just let the gay people and the transgender people they live their lives the other thing that they do uh, the races is they lie a lot <laughs> they actually lie you'll find situations whereby uh, for, for example, I'll make a lot of examples because, you know, I think it hits um, the nail home uh, with the George Floyd case. OK, I wouldn't say it's a lie, but they will actually target your credibility. When there's a shooting, they'll target a person's credibility. They'll go into their past and they'll say, oh, it's not like uh, we're saying that this person deserved to die. But actually, George Floyd, at some point, pointed a woman who was pregnant with a gun. He, he actually exchanged, uh, he wanted to buy something with a fake note. So this person was a criminal. Why are they people uh, worshipping George Floyd? Why are they treating him like an angel? So now... It's actually gaslighting. You, 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 if you're a normal person, you'll know, no, no, man, like the person didn't deserve to die, especially not like that with a, a person having his knee on his neck. I mean, that's the most messed up way to die. And he was busy saying he couldn't breathe. And I was like, oh, no, man. He actually said he, he couldn't breathe even before they put uh, the knee on his neck. So he's actually lying. He was lying. So they couldn't even really know that he wasn't actually breathing. But when you check out the video, it was pretty obvious. So it's not really a lie, but it's a tactic that they use to actually make you not have sympathy for the person that died, which is really scummy at the end. But uh, instances of lying happen all the time. But their lies are not really that straightforward. Uh, the Proud Boys, uh, white supremacist uh, militia, they'll say things like, oh, we are chauvinists, we are Western chauvinists, we are Europeans. Uh, in our group, uh, we actually uh, worship uh, the European way of things. We have lost our culture and all that. It's their way of actually hiding their racism. They will say that, ah, oh, we allow everyone to actually join us. 
But at the end of the day, the things that they say, they'll say we are following a European-centric kind of living. We want the old ways. And you know what the old ways mean. Uh, they actually have uh, an emblem that actually represents uh, the army symbol of, um, uh, was that the, the Julius Caesar, the, um, was that Rome? Yeah, actually Rome. So you actually know what they, they mean. They don't even have to say it outright. So it's it's not really a lie, but, you know, it's a lie in omission or the misdirection in a way. So, uh, yeah, the last thing that I actually learned from racists is that diversity is actually our strength. They'll say, no, we want a culture that's a monolith. It should be all white people. But what does that actually mean? Because um, in the 1920s, 1930s, Italians were not considered as white. Uh, the Spanish were not really white. Um, the Jews were not really considered as white. Uh, in fact, the only people who, who were considered as white are English-speaking people. Like, so at the end of the day, what is diversity? Because they keep on expanding um, the definition of white. Because even right now, Hispanics are considered white. So at the end of the day, diversity is our strength. It depends because like now diversity cannot go through. It cannot be black, basically. That's what they mean. It can be anyone because uh, soon enough, if because I was uh, speaking to my wife the other time, I was saying it's only a matter of time before the races say uh, if you are mixed, you are white because, you know, white people, their numbers are dwindling. So. At the end of the day, they'll probably say, oh, if you're mixed, you're white, <laughs> which is, will cause like a huge division amongst black people. But my point is, when you're diverse, you actually learn new ideas from other people. You actually learn people's cultures and you actually learn how they handle situations. You learn their history and how they actually overcame certain situations. So at the end of the day, diversity is actually good for people. You might say, now nah, we need to all be white. Like when you are white, you are white. When you are black, you are black. But the most fascinating and the most interesting people that have ever came out is uh, through uh, culture mixing. If you mix cultures, that's what will eventually happen. It will actually become interesting to see other cultures come out. When you check like mixed people, they have... Uh, both parents black and white and they can actually experience both worlds which means the outlook on life it would be different from a person who grew up in a white family um, while they grew up in actually a mixed family like mixed families uh, the black and white so they actually have a good outlook in life and actually they're less likely to be racist or anything like that because at the end of the day if everyone in the world uh, was a mixture and mingled and mixed against each other. I think that's when uh, most of the racism uh, would end. Even wealth as well would help with that. But anyways, I would like to know what you think about this. Do you think uh, what I'm saying is really crazy? Or it does have some logic? Uh, did I actually learn something or... I'm actually racist myself, or am I a coon? <laughs> Who knows? Because a lot of people will say that. I would say, oh, you're a coon. You're, you love white people and all of that. And 
as I said, I'm, I'm just a logical thinker. I, I like thinking logically. I'm not on the left. I'm not on the right. I just think logically. But anyways, for now, it's Lula Mendesin from the Sneeman Podcast. Shop shop.